Welcome to the INO podcast. My name is Jasmine and I am your host for the foreseeable future. We got a good show for you guys today. We are going to be talking about idolatry. It is going to be fun, believe it or not. Probably more fun for me because I'm on this side of things, but I hope you guys enjoy it too. Now, normally I have a topic of some sort at the beginning or a game to kind of help break up the episode, but guys, I had so many notes regarding this topic that I couldn't afford to put in another segment. So we are just gonna dive right into the segment. The bonus content has already been aired actually as of the dropping of this episode. I brought my guest on Elijah Pemberton on my Instagram at ino.podcast. And we actually talked about the satanic statue that was erected in front of the United Nations International Building. It's a great topic. I think you guys will really enjoy it. If you weren't able to check out the live, be sure to check it out now. And with that, let's get on with the show. So I've been super excited to talk about this particular issue that I've seen. I can't wait to get into it with you guys. So let's go ahead and dive in. Today we are talking about rappers, singers, athletes, celebrities of any sort, whether they're Christian, whether they're not. I mean, we're talking anything that can be placed before God, idolatry in general, um, and these are things that I have seen growing in the church and it is because we are not as biblically based as we should. And I'm talking about Christians, American Christians as a whole. Um, if we do not know the Bible, we are whisked away by any wind of doctrine. And, um, I just feel like, especially with my generation, I've seen that more and more to where we don't necessarily want to open up the Bible for ourselves. We just put absolute trust in people that we believe to have influence and we just kind of run with it and repeat it and believe it with all of our hearts. And that is not what God wants. He wants us to have a personal relationship with him, to open up the Bible for ourselves and let the Holy Spirit give us the correct revelation. Um, Is there anything wrong with listening to a pastor? Absolutely, 100%. 10%. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Is there anything wrong with listening to worship artists talk about their field, whatever the case? No. Is it even wrong to listen to an athlete talk about, you know, that particular sport? Absolutely not. What I am saying is letting these people having so much influence over us to tell us how to live and how we should interpret the Bible without questioning can lead to idolatry. And so with that, I want to start with what God says about idolatry. Always want to start with what he says. So God has never liked idols. We know this from all the way back when he gave us the 10 commandments and even before then. Um, But this is where I'm going to start. Um, Well, even first off, even before that, God kicked Satan out of heaven. Um, Lucifer was his name before then because he wanted to be worshiped over God. And he kicked him out. So let's start there. Now let's jump to Exodus, um, where we got the Ten Commandments. 
And the first commandment is thou shalt have no other gods before me. The second commandment, thou shalt not make unto them any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. So it's almost like these first two scriptures, these first two commandments, both hit idolatry. Like God is like, hey, do not put any God, lowercase g, in ahead of me. And also do not attribute things that you see in this earth to me. That's one way to interpret the second commandment. We have a limited way of thinking. That's just what it is. Um, we're, we live in this earth. We have a physical body. We live in the physical realm. And so oftentimes we will try to attribute things that we know to God. Now the Bible does this, but we believe that the Bible is fully God inspired. So when people say the finger of God, which is actually found in scripture, God is a being, but we don't know what God looks like because no man has beheld God. So the only thing that the authors could ascribe this thing to God is liking it, likening it to a finger. Um, that does not mean God has fingers or doesn't have fingers, but that's just what they use as an analogy. But what we cannot do is limit God in our, the physical realm with, you know, making God to look like an eagle or some other animal because we have nothing to compare it with, if that makes any sense. So these first two commandments are like, hey, this is how you come to me. This is how you worship me. You worship me ahead of anything else. You love me with all your heart, mind, soul, and spirit, and you do not try to limit me in your physical realm. So I want to start by talking about the six idols that I have personally seen in the body of Christ. Now, this is not absolute. This does not mean that you deal with it. In fact, we're going to go over some uh, diagnosis with each of these six. Um, if you deal with it, you know, let's try to deal with it. Get it out of your life. If you don't, that's great, too. But this is just some things that I have observed that I believe God has given me the green light to talk about so that we can tackle and we can get this out of the body of Christ. So with that being said, I'm just going to list them. First and foremost, I have seen uh, people make themselves out to be their own God, lowercase g, when I say God in the sense of idolatry. Uh, secondly, uh, the church itself. Listen, sometimes idols are not bad in them in it of itself meaning inanimate objects that we have around us some of them are not inherently bad but anything can become an idol anything that you put before god and that you ascribe god qualities to has become an idol and it is not a correct way to view that thing so there's nothing wrong with the church god loves his church god loves the bride of christ but there are some that will behold the church more than they behold God. Um, so we're going to get into that a little bit later. Thirdly, marriage. I cannot wait to talk about the third thing. Um, I'm just going to skip over that for now. Uh, the fourth thing, celebrities. The fifth thing, comfortability. So the God of being comfortable. And six, nationalism. And I'm sure I'm going to get all types of messages with that last one. We're going to end it with a bang. I'm not going in the order that I have 
listed them of, I actually want to start off with an easier one. I want to start off with celebrities. And so celebrities, this goes for any and all celebrities, whether they're celebrities in the church, whether they're celebrities in the secular world, I want to touch on all of this. Now, I specifically want to talk about secular celebrities. And what I really want to hit on is why in the world have Christians allowed secular artists to turn the tide and shape their opinion regarding culture? I am not one of those people who says shut up and sing or shut up and dribble or shut up and do whatever entertaining talent has brought this celebrity to the caliber of celebrity they are. This is a free country. You have the right to speech. And I, I think you should exercise that right. I know some people do not want you to do that. Some people are like, hey, I don't come to you to hear your political mumbo jumbo or whatever the case is I just want to watch you play basketball or I just want you to play football I just want you to sing or dance or whatever the case is and they never really have a problem when celebrities agree with them they only have a problem when celebrities don't agree with them but that's a completely different topic and I'm not one of those people you have a right to speech just because you have stepped into the public realm and entertainment does not mean that you don't have a right to your opinion and don't have a right to voice your opinion. However, I would advise Christians to be careful who you are listening to. Be careful who you are taking advice from. In fact, I would advise the general public to say, hey, you know, perhaps this certain person who has this certain talent If he's talking about politics, I should take it with a grain of salt because they are not a politician. They are not a doctor. They are not a lawyer. So maybe I should not get medical advice from them. Maybe I should not get uh, legal advice from them. Maybe I shouldn't get this particular type advice from them. Now, I'm just going to use a big name just because. LeBron James is one of the most recognizable athletes in the world. And that's cool. That's awesome. I'll even use another one. Steph Curry is an amazing basketball player. If Steph Curry wants to sell me shoes or sell me athletic equipment, I'm all ears because that is his profession. That is his talent. And I believe he knows more than I do because he gets paid to be an athlete. Now, if Steph Curry or LeBron James or whoever else decides, hey, now I want to start telling you how you should vote. Now I want to start telling you how you should look after your family. You have every right to do that. However, I am taking that now with a grain of salt because at the end of the day, you are just a man or a woman. I am going to do what God has told me to do in regards to my family, in regards to my own life. I am not going to let a celebrity, Christian or otherwise, tell me how I should live my life. I am especially not going to let a celebrity, Christian or otherwise, talk to me first before I've talked to my God. So with these controversial topics that are happening, we have you know, Black Lives Matter, we have COVID, we have all types of social stuff going on right now. If you have not gone to God about what you need to do specifically for your family, what you need to do specifically for yourself, and you have taken the advice or opinion of somebody other than God who has not confirmed it, I would 
behoove you to check with God and see if that resonates with what God wants you to do. It's one of those things with the rise of social media and social justice, everybody has an opinion, which is fine. It's America. We get to talk about whatever we want without fear of uh, the government. However, that's, you know, that's getting a little iffy now. But for right now, we can. I think everybody should take advantage of that in this uh, moment. However, Christians specifically need to be careful with who you're listening to. So I want to talk about some questions that you should ask yourself to see if this is an issue within your own life. One question I want to say is, are you quoting your pastor, your favorite worship leader, or your favorite celebrity, or your favorite rapper more than you are quoting scripture or what God told you specifically? I think this is a good indication to see whether if somebody has a hold on you or if God has a hold on you. If you find yourself seeking out the opinions of your favorite celebrity before you've listened for God's voice, you may have an idolatry problem when it comes to that particular celebrity. I also want to ask, is your favorite celebrity causing you to sway or second guess what God has told you personally? If this person in your life is causing you to question the voice of God, I would submit to you that you may have a problem when it comes to idolizing this particular person in life. God says his sheep know his voice. So we hear the voice of God strictly through faith. If God told you something specific to do for you or your family or whatever the case is, and then somebody, some celebrity, someone of influence comes and tries to negate that, and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that it's God, but you find yourself questioning that because of what this particular person says, I would submit to you that that person probably has way too much influence over your life. I would love to see the body of Christ start to really bear down in their word, bear down in their spirits, and stop letting people of influence turn the tide of culture especially those who are not saved just because we do not know our bibles enough so you know me guys i am mrs practical i love practical advice so what do you do if a celebrity has become an idol if there's somebody in your life you know secular or saved or whatever the case is what do you do so first and foremost i'm going to give you three steps First and foremost, stop watching or listening to them. Now, this can get a little bit tricky if this is your pastor. Um, so I will dive deeper into that on the bonus content on my Instagram um, because this is going to take a lot more uh, hearing God and figuring out the balance of that. If it is somebody that you followed, just stop following them. It's uh, it's pretty simple. Um, do not let them have your ear. Remember, we have ear gates, eye gates, and a mouth gate. So we take in things, they get into our heart, and then out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. If Again, if you are quoting this person more than you are quoting what God said, or scripture, or uh, good, pure things of God, this might be an issue. So guard your gates. How do you guard your gates? Stop following bad influences. Step two, biblically undo any ties of the mind and heart and examine if they've said anything contrary to the word that's stuck out to you. So go to God, ask him, hey God, 
I've gotten rid of this idol in my life? Have they said anything that has stuck in my heart and that has made me see you in a light that I shouldn't see? And if so, God, will you help me undo that thing? This will make sure that you have a clean tie and that you can go to God with a clean heart and a pure heart and a pure mind. And step three, pray some more. Um, God will give you way more advice to go forward. We're all unique. We're all different. Some people's walks are going to be different. Um, but prayer never hurt anybody. We're going to talk about the next idol on the list, which is the church guys. Like I said, at the top of the show, the church is good. God loves his church. God loves the bride of Christ, but anything we put before God can be an idol. And did you know that you can love God's house more than him himself? Do not let the house become an idol. This includes pastors, worship leaders, people in power over the church. Um, I'm really hitting on this today. I know you're like, hey, that goes back into celebrities. It is because I've seen Christians idolize Christian celebrities for years now. Um, It's something that we have to get out of the church. And um, I don't quite know what it is. I don't quite know if it's because we feel like they have closer access to God and we can't get as close to God. So we go through these people. Is it just because we admire their tenacity, their charisma, their drive? Um, I do believe God puts leaders in power. Um, So there's nothing wrong there, of course. It's just why do we as an audience put so much divinity on people just because we see them with a microphone or they can sing or they can dance or whatever the case is. Um, I don't know what that is. I think part of it comes from not knowing who we are in Christ. I feel like if you know who you are in Christ, you begin to see how God sees you. You begin to love yourself because you see the value on yourself. And so you do not have to aspire to be like anybody else. You can be content and happy with your relationship with Christ. That's just my guess. With that being said, I just want to give a few questions to ensure that you are in the right house, that you are planted, that you are not idolizing the convenience of a house or church over the presence of God. Um, So here are some questions. Do you sacrifice the convicting power of God or the Holy Spirit? for comfort and convenience of the church. Meaning, in layman's terms, is your church cookie cutter? Is it seeker sensitive? Are you guys not talking about the truth of God? Is nobody talking about heaven and hell? Is nobody talking about that there's only one way to live and there's only one right way to live and that's through Jesus Christ? Is your pastor or worship leader dancing around truth in order to get numbers? These are questions you have to ask yourself And these are questions that you should ask yourself if you are in leadership. Are you leading your church into seeker-sensitive type of congregations in order to gain numbers? Or are you leading your church towards God? Are you getting rid of things that make people uncomfortable? And I'm just going to be frank. Are you getting rid of Holy Spirit because you feel like he makes you uncomfortable? Are you getting rid of testimonial service of people getting saved, set free, and delivered because you're afraid it's going to scare newcomers? Are you watering down your messages so that more people will come? Are you not talking about the effects of sin and that all sin leads to death 
because you're afraid that a newcomer will not accept Christ. Worship leaders, are you talking about these things as well? This will show whether or not you have put the building of the church over God. Second question, is your church biblical? Kind of goes back to what I just said. Are you talking about the whole Bible or what makes you comfortable? If every Sunday looks the same, if every Sunday looks like everybody talking about how great the service was and everybody's feeling good and everybody's always on top of the world, I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing. There are times where, yes, conviction is good and you should always feel the loving touch of a father. But if everybody's talking about how great the worship set is and the lights and the music and the motivational speech that you have just given, I would submit that it is probably not the full gospel. And you might need to check yourself and see, have I idolized numbers and the building of the church as opposed to the one who created and started the church? So let's go ahead. I'm feeling good, guys. Let's go ahead and start with idol three, and that is marriage. I cannot recommend 30 Minutes with the Perrys enough They are, um, if you don't know them, Jackie Hill Perry and Preston Perry are uh, poets, speakers, writers. They have a podcast called 30 Minutes with the Perrys, and they specifically talk about the idolatry of marriage. And guys, it has set me free. I love it. I cannot uh, recommend it enough. Um, You should definitely listen to that episode of the podcast. Listen to the whole podcast because honestly, it's entertaining and good. But that episode in general um, will definitely help navigate the conversation on the idolatry of marriage. Um, We don't have as much time because I'm trying to hit six idols um, in an hour. So we don't necessarily have time to go as in depth as they did. Um, So definitely give them a listen. Specifically, I wanted to talk about this one because it is such a big idol both with men and women, but I see it even bigger with women. I don't really know why we as Christians esteem marriage as the, as God's best. There are other good things. Yes, God instituted marriage and marriage is awesome. And guys, I'm talking about this from a singles perspective, so bear with me. But marriage, I'm sure, is awesome. Um, But God also instituted friendships and he also instituted family and he also instituted working relationships. Um, I don't know why we think that marriage is the pinnacle to Christianity as if you are not mature in your faith, as if you are not great, as if you are not worthy until you have gotten married and then until you've had kids. That's a whole nother episode, but we're just going to talk about the idolatry of marriage right now. One thing specifically that the Perry's talked about in their podcast that stuck out to me is that everything we do is to glorify God, right? There are ways that I can glorify God now in singleness that I cannot glorify God in marriage and vice versa. There is a glory that comes with marriage, a glorification of God in marriage. There is a glorification of God in singleness that married people cannot do just like single people cannot glorify God in the same way a married couple would. One thing that I will say that I've noticed that we as Christians do is we just aspire, we put too much on people to be what they cannot be rather than relying on God to be that for us. 
And that's normally what I see with people. um, And this is including myself, but with people who idolize marriage. Normally we are looking for something to fulfill something that we do not believe God can fulfill for ourselves. And I just want to drop this one thought to you guys. If you are getting closer to God to gain a spouse, then marriage is still the idol. We do not get closer to God in order to gain something. God is the prize. He is the gain. So I've been to and listened to plenty of singles conferences that say, hey, in the waiting, get close to God. In the wait, get close. You probably aren't married yet because you're not as close to God as what you think. And it still puts marriage as the prize and the end goal. And that is not what God is here for. He is not here to be an avenue to get what you want. He is what you want. Secondly, married people leave single people alone. That That's all I'll say. If, if they don't ask to be set up with your friend, or if they're not looking, just leave single people no, alone, please. So I want to give some indicators again on if this has become an idol in your life. Are you constantly daydreaming about marriage or obsessing over marriage? You know, is everything you're talking about, about getting married one day, having kids one day, there's nothing wrong with having those dreams and aspirations. But if they are the fruit of your lips all the time, you might have an idolatry issue. Number two, if you don't believe your life slash ministry can start until you found your spouse. Um, I believe this is more with men, but I'm sure women deal with it. Um, I do have male friends and I know guys who have talked about feeling inadequate in their ministry because they do not have a wife yet or people in their circle treat them like they are inadequate or immature because they do not have a wife yet you cannot control somebody else's actions or how they perceive you but you can make sure those actions and perception does not become who you are so if you have started to believe like hey until I get a wife or until I get a husband my ministry cannot start I will not be taken serious uh, this has probably become an idol in your life and again Mrs. Practical is going to give you three ways to practically fight this I do want to go more in depth again on my Instagram but just three little tips that could help number one find and hang out with more fulfilled single friends emphasis on fulfilled single friends sometimes it's tough always hanging around married people because they just have their priorities in a different place and you just can't relate watch your social media account Um, if you are always following people who are together and happy comparison is the thief of joy one way you can stop the comparison is to stop looking if you have a true issue with comparing your life to others i've noticed this specifically with young people it's like if we're not married by 21 we think what's wrong with us if we're not married and we went to a christian college like what the heck happened why am i not married yet stop following stop looking stop comparing Pray and find where you feel unfulfilled. And I kind of want to talk about that for a little bit. Like I said earlier, a lot of the time, if someone is dealing with an idolatry issue regarding marriage, it is usually because there is a need that they feel will be fulfilled in another person. And they have not found that fulfillment in God because they haven't asked. God is everything that we need. 
he gives us everything that we need and he is everything that we need. He is the prize. So find out, God, where am I feeling unfulfilled? Where am I feeling a gap? Why am I looking for this in another person or in a perception of what I think a perfect marriage will look like? Why am I doing that? And God, will you come and fill that area? So that is the end of the episode. Now you might be wondering, well, Jasmine, did you not name six idols at the beginning of the episode? And you are right, my friend. I sure did. You're so smart. Uh, so I was editing this and I realized I had so many notes guys and I was only halfway done. So this is going to be a two part series. I can't wait to show the next part to you guys, but in the meantime, I don't want you guys getting tired of my voice. Now, when we have guests on the podcast will be longer, but in the meantime, it'll just be me. So I'm thinking, you know, about 30 minutes will do. That being said, be sure to check out my Instagram in the coming weeks. That's at ino.podcast. We're going to be going more in depth into these three idols and I will have a guest on that time. But in the meantime, guys, stay saved out there because things are getting crazy. Peace. Peace.